You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Big week and big weekend for Razorback sports, of course, going on right now. We know that football and basketball and really baseball have plenty of news when it comes to offseason and in the season, and we're going to talk a lot more about everything going on right now as we welcome in Hayden Balgavy of THV11. Does a fine job in running the sports department over there. Hayden, appreciate you joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, It's been a busy week, but it's been fantastic. I'm uh, happy to be here. Yeah, it's, it's kind of great because sometimes during this time of year, and I'm sure you know this, a lot of times sports kind of slow down. Obviously, baseball continues to go on, but there's still some – Things where, you know, kind of takes a backseat. Spring football's over. Basketball's really over, too. But if I feel like this past week we've had just as much news in Razorback sports that has nothing to do with the baseball team that probably you could have expected around this time, too. Uh, man, you hit the nail on the head. I think everyone was pretty shocked. I know you've already discussed sort of Mike Woods entering the transfer portal. And, and I mean, I, I was as shocked as anybody out there to sort of see that news. I was at the spring game, caught a touchdown right in front of me, celebrated like, you know, uh, like he was uh, a man on a mission with his teammates. It seemed like him and KJ Jefferson were clicking and 48 hours later, the man's gone. I I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing that I think is still in shock and we don't know what he's going to end up doing, but I don't think I've ever would have expected or seen anything like that where, you know, players are transferring out all the time, no matter what, but to score a touchdown in the spring game and have like the marketing department on Twitter and social media department, like put out pictures of you and saying like, you know, you're going to be, you know, <laughs> condolences. condolences. Yeah. Condolences <laughs> to all the opposing defenses out there that have to cover Mike Woods. And it's like, okay, well I'm gone. And I guess the, the unfortunate thing about it is that like at the end of spring practice, that's really the last time we had access to Sam Pittman in the media. And so unless maybe there's a, an interview that, you know, one of us can get one-on-one or, you know, maybe they have an actual Zoom meeting that's called by the U of A, just, we're kind of just stuck as far as getting that side of the story. Uh, and I don't think Mike Woods is going to do any interviews. So it's just kind of like up in the air where this crazy thing happened. No one expected it to happen. And yet there's no explanation as to why it happened. Well, and we're not going to hear from uh, Coach Pittman until I, I don't know if they're doing that media Zoom or a traveling party or whatever they do during the summer to sort of visit the different Razorback clubs or not. And so, yeah, we're not going to have a true answer for a while. And, you know, what's funny is I thought he may come out. This would hurt so many Razorback fans and surprise so many of us is that he is so popular amongst fans. He is so popular. Fans love him, not just for the way he plays on the field, but as you've mentioned, too, his Twitter, his Instagram, his Facebook. He interacts with so many folks makes him feel involved. And then I thought he may put out a YouTube video. He's done so many of these uh, on his Woodville page of like, this is why I did what I did. Just I want to explain everything. And granted, I know he tweeted out that there wasn't a problem um, with the coaching staff or any of the players. This was just his best, the decision that was best for him. But it would not surprise me if in the next oh, week or so, when uh, this kind of calms down a little bit, he puts out a YouTube video giving some version of the story of what happened. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for because I think that a lot of the reaction that he has gotten from Razorback fans, and I've even discussed this on my show, 
like fans are going to be reactionary no matter what because they're fans they're emotionally invested and um they you know they get pretty upset and it's the same thing with desi sills you know when he was transferring he's going to auburn and all that but i think what makes it just so much worse and i'm not saying that we should demand this or we are owed anything but i think it would just go such a long way when it comes to the emotional reaction by getting answers to what happened because we see transfers happen and in a lot of cases like with desi i feel like desi leaving made sense like he, his sure. role got diminished as the season went on. You're bringing in these new players and nothing against Desi, but you could tell Musman was like, Hey, your, your role probably is not going to change next year. I got better guys coming in. So it would be best for you to transfer out. Like that made sense. But with Mike Woods, it's like you went through spring practice. You went through the spring game. You were a huge part of this offense last season. You were arguably the second best wide receiver on the team. And I even made the argument might be the second or third best offensive player, period, behind Traylon Burks. And so you have everything you want. You got you know a position where you're going to be a starter. You're playing in the SEC and all these things. And then it's just like I'm gone. And like and you mentioned all the YouTube stuff and how much he loves Arkansas. That's where I feel like I just wish there was a way where more often players or coaches or whoever could just come out and be like, "This is why. This is why right. I'm leaving. This is why this player left." And by doing that. I think it would be able to calm a lot of the reactionary fans and at least give them some closure to be like, okay, I don't agree with it, or okay, I'm still upset, but at least I know why. You just want to know why. And you know what's funny is I think if almost this was Eric Musselman because he's so honest, I, I think you may have already got an explanation. I think Desi's, as you mentioned, was pretty self-explanatory. His minutes went way down. Devo, uh, you know, his minutes go way up. His playing time was going to diminish, and he had – you know, he was getting towards the tail end of his career. You can kind of understand. You can see the writing on the wall. Yeah, Mike Woods leaving is the most confusing sort of not understanding. Here, here's the deal. Okay, Pittman comes in and he leaves. All right, he's left because he was a Morris guy and he got recruited by Chad and that's it. He didn't click, whatever. Uh, but to go through, as you mentioned, last year had a good season at wide receiver, expecting another breakout year. You know, when when Traylon's getting double teamed by all these defenses, that's just going to give you more opportunities on the outside. And and you catch a touchdown in the spring game. Everyone's bragging on you. The social media department, as you mentioned, and then it's just boom, I'm gone. And we're not going to get any answers. But I, it would be great if, if you know what. And I realize the precedent that that would set. and said, okay, this kid leaves. We're going to get Sam Pittman on a Zoom to come out and say, okay, here's what's going on. But I guarantee you they're like, no, I'm not calling a Zoom or I'm not explaining why one kid on this huge football team is leaving. That's We're not going to make one player bigger than the rest of the team. So I can see that balancing act, but at the same time, this is going to be a tough one to get over because we don't know why. We really don't. And we may not know for a while, which is – frustrating and, and you know folks in Fayetteville and I know folks in Fayetteville that I've texted and called and I'm like what what just happened and, and I and everyone I've talked to has been like I don't have an answer for you I don't know yeah and I think uh, a big part of it too is that you know he's been so good uh for Arkansas like during that transition from Chad Morris to Sam Pittman and all of that and I also think like because you brought it up just like how much uh he would be able to be a part of the offense and, and the you know being since everyone's going to be targeting on Traylon Burks, you know people would leave him open at least for uh, other opportunities as well. Like those are just the things that makes it a real head scratcher because it all makes sense. Like it all makes sense of why you would want to stay at Arkansas and why you'd want to be there. But 
Uh, you know, and, and this is the thing is, is when people don't get answers, they start speculating. And that was the whole thing with the coaching staff because it was being speculated that, oh, he had a big blow up with Kenny Guyton and he was basically saying that's not at all the truth. And uh, that wasn't uh, anywhere near the issue. But now it becomes, now that he's gone, what's going to be the impact of this? Because now you have an offense that people feel pretty good about and K.J. Jefferson's going to be the guy and take the spring game for what it is. But he looked solid in the spring game. He made some good throws and obviously he's very athletic. But... You know, losing somebody, Mike Woods, what's that impact going to be like? And that's the real question, too, because as a guy, I mean, he said before even the spring game, said, this is my last spring. Can't believe it's my last spring. Tweeted that out, put it everything out. You know, it was going to be his last year in Fayetteville. And that's my thing, too, is if you're getting double teams on Traylon and your production is just going to go up, you're going to make your numbers, you know, look really impressive if you're entering the NFL draft. I, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And maybe, you know, if he's going to a, you know, there's been a lot of rumors out there. He's maybe going to Oklahoma. Maybe he's chasing a college football playoff title. I don't know. Maybe that's a situation where he wants to try and win a national title with his one year left. And he knows Arkansas is going to be better, but they're not going to win a national title. That's where the speculation starts to get going. You're right. So for me, I don't know. I, I try not to. I, I, I'm never going to judge a kid for making a decision. I understand. I get it. You know, I uh, I transferred myself. Granted, didn't play sports, but I, you know, I went to two schools. I went to Fayetteville my freshman year, transferred to Jonesboro my last three. So sometimes in a situation, I always have to tell myself this because you and I, I get invested too. I get wrapped up and I'm like, what are, what are you thinking? What are you doing? And I have to take a step back and just like fans tell myself, okay, mentally, is he happy? Are you, are you there? Are you okay? And if the answer is no, then all right, do what you got to do. But yeah, the whole non-explanation, that situation is, it's just, I'm still so confused by it. <laughs> we'll continue our discussion with Hayden Valgavy of THV 11 here in just a second. First, I got to tell you about rockauto.com with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It is now impossible to stock all the parts you will need at any sort of traditional chain storefront. And that's what rockauto.com is here for. It's a family business, and it's been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and it's the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. So why spend twice as much for the same car parts that you can get for rockauto.com. If you go there now, you can see all the parts available for your car or truck. Just write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. You know, Hayden, another thing that I know has been brought up and something that's been at least on the on the minds, maybe on the back burner, but still on the minds of Razorback fans is this Razorback baseball team and what uh, they have been able to accomplish so far this year. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that they have spent the most time at number one this season. I know it may be between them and Vanderbilt, but uh, it, it's not been one of those things where it's a preseason deal. You got number one, and then you lost it. Or you had it for one little weekend, then you you know crapped the bed in the next weekend, and then you lost that ranking. Like They have been consistently right there in the mix for number one. They have a series again on the road against South Carolina, which is going to be big this year. But for some reason, I've said this, but I just don't feel, and maybe this is just the pessimistic person in me, but like 
I just don't feel like they're number one just yet. Like, they deserve it. Like, I'm not saying they don't deserve that ranking, but if you ask me, is Arkansas the best team in the country right now? I'm like, I don't know, because there's still things about this team where I'm like, I like the offense. I just don't trust everything about them just yet. Well, I'm with you. I think Vanderbilt's the number one team in the country just because of that starting pitching alone. With with Rocker and Leiter, those two guys, I, I mean, it is going to be – I look at it this way. I, I'm always going to base it on a series, two or three. You know, so much of this base, Super Regionals, Omaha, whatever. If you've got two solid starting pitching, man – you are in the driver's seat, and, and I don't see anybody beating Kumar Rocker twice in a weekend or something along those lines, even if he came out of the pen. And and Jack Leiter as well is unbelievable, even though he's been touched up a little bit. Now, Arkansas, you're right. They have spent the most time this season at number one. I, I know at collegiate baseball, D1, they've gone back and forth between Vandy and Arkansas. Uh, it, it's I wish we could see these two play this season. Um, I'm hoping to see it in Omaha, obviously, as we all are. But I think Vanderbilt, I would give them the edge just with the start pitching because Arkansas has been all over the place although Patrick Wicklander and Peyton Paulette looked really good last weekend found their form uh against Texas A&M and that in that doubleheader looked great now there's some concern there with Lockhart on the back end who got really roughed up uh, by A&M but this weekend is going to be a huge test of that pitching staff uh because obviously uh they're going to play on Thursday night and Caleb Bolden's getting the start you know they, we don't know how or when we're going to see Wicklander just because of the short rest. And if you hear the dog chewing the squeaky toy, my apologies. Because she's very excited to see what Bolden can do and then Paulette. Um, but this is going to be a fun weekend for them, a tough a tough road test. And uh, if they can take two or three from South Carolina, um, it, that'll be big for them. But honestly, I don't want them to be the number one team in the country going into the postseason. I, I would actually prefer two, three somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that they can just get to the point to where they end up having a national seed, which I don't think there's going to be any doubt of that unless they just completely go downhill. Uh, They're going to be a national seeded team. They're going to host a regional and a super regional and all that. And it's just funny because now it's gotten to the point, though, and this is not a bad thing, but it has gotten to the point to where since they've been number one so much this year and since they have had some really great series wins, I mean, sweeping Mississippi State and then winning that Ole Miss series was huge. Uh, you know, we'll see what they do against Florida later in the season as well. South Carolina, this, I mean, every series in the SEC is going to be tough, but it's like, it's, I'm not saying Razorback fans don't love it and aren't excited and all that, but it's almost like a lot of them are like, great. Wake me up when Omaha gets here, because it's just, if anything short of Omaha, it's going to be a failure. And we don't really care about who you beat or how nice it is. Like, yeah, we'll enjoy it, but doesn't mean anything. Wake us up when Omaha gets here because that's actually when we're going to start really seeing, all right, is this how good is this team? Is this team actually for real? Because that's where the expectation is. And that's how baseball works too, man. Is It's just such a long season. It's such a grind. And you're sort of sitting yourself like it, it, it's the expectations. Now that's it. I mean, you go back to back trips to Omaha. The, the expectations were through the roof in 2020, even though if you remember last year before the pandemic hit and everything shut down, they were not playing good baseball. They were really struggling. They went down to that tournament in Houston. They got beat up. They did not look good. Kerstad wasn't himself. Casey Martin was striking out a lot. But now you're getting the consistency on offense where they're leading the nation, I think, by a pretty pretty healthy margin in home runs. The offense is exactly where you want it. They're not striking out. Uh, Matt Goodhart is on a tear right now. It's Bob Moore started to wake up, but it all comes down to the pitching. And I think you're right. Fans are like, okay, we're good. 
If you win the SEC West, that's great. I don't think there's anybody, a reasonable baseball fan who knows college baseball that cares anything about the SEC tournament. But get into that regional, take care of business, and then see who you get in the Supers. But it's Omaha or bust for this team, you're right, especially with the way they've been playing. And what does scare me, yeah, could you get into a weekend where we've seen this pitching staff live on the edge a lot this season? You get into a Super or, or even a regional final, where somebody gets rocked and you're down five, six runs. And I know they've come back a lot this year, but can you do that when your season's on the line? That's the question. We're going to continue our discussion with Hayden Balgavy of THV 11 here in just a second. But first, folks, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And they even cover awards, TV shows, and reality television shows with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline also has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website to and use your mobile device today to sign up and receive 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. That's right, 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Wrapping up here with Hayden Gavy of THV 11. And, uh, you know, I know we talked about football and we talked about baseball, but now it kind of becomes where, you know, in the basketball side of things, uh, we know that Desi Sills has left and Ethan Henderson left, and, and you know that the transfers that have come in for Eric Musman. I don't think he's done just yet when it comes to the transfer portal, but you're starting to see rankings, and you're starting to see John Rothsteins and Jeff Goodmans and, and all these experts out there, national experts that have Arkansas in their way too early preseason top 10. Like, not top 25, top 10. And it's almost like it's great, but it's scary, too, because last year nobody had Arkansas in the preseason top 25. Like no one, I think they were picked to finish sixth in the fifth or sixth in the SEC preseason. And now that you've established yourself, now the expectation comes around. And that's going to be the fascinating thing is seeing how Muss and this team handles where last year you were kind of the up and coming underdog that no one expected. Now it's you're going to have a target on your back of your preseason top 10 team. Everyone thinks you're going to be great. So now you actually got to answer that call. I don't know if there's a coach out there in college basketball with a bigger chip on his shoulder than Eric Musselman, who works harder and is more excited too. But now you're right. You know, he, he's got the bag. He's been paid. And now the expectations, there's no more hiding this. Like everyone is thinking, well, I'm not saying we're, you know, Texas in the, uh, you know, in the Sugar Bowl saying we're back. But uh, Razorback fans, it's going to be Sweet 16 every year or bust. And that's going to be, you know, the same expectations with Omaha for the baseball team. If this team can't get back to the tournament and at least get to the Sweet 16, yeah, it's going to be some some disappointment out there. How does he handle expectations? And the way, you know, I, I know Eric Musselman is a grinder and and the way he's able to use this transfer portal and really get ahead of everybody else in this thing. Now everybody's doing it. He was like the first one of the dance, man. He understood how how this was going to go. He, he read the tea leaves. And now bringing in these new guys, the good news is, is that, I think the question has been answered, can you bring in a, a bunch of random guys, put them together to make a team and make a run? And the answer for muscle men in this team is obviously yes. So it's going to be a new cast of characters every single year. But uh, this is what fans have been waiting on, right? Every year for, for what, 15, 20 years now, um, it's been, oh, wouldn't it be great to make the tournament, at least for me and you, obviously, in the mm -hmm. past 10 to 15 
oh my God, if they make the tournament, that is a, what a successful year. That's not where this program should be. It shouldn't be if we make the tournament, yippee, hooray. No, man, they should be making the tournament year in and year out and making a run in the tournament. Are they going to go to the Sweet 16 every year? No, but that should be the standard, and that should be the expectation. And, and that's honestly what the guy's being paid for now, and I think he'd be the first to tell you that, yeah, this, this is what we need to do. This needs to be the expectations. It, and I think with his, you know, I, the biggest thing that they could do is make that Elite Eight run. And as cool as it is and as fun as it was to see that in the Eddie Sutton practice arena, Elite Eight 2021, is how much it did for recruiting and how much it did for him. And that he can take a bunch of guys, put them together, and we'll see if they can do it with expectations now. I mean, it, but it's going to be fun. I'm going to be paying attention a lot more to basketball in November than I would the past 10 to 15 years. I'll tell you that. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNavers for any questions, comments, concerns you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 